Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. It truly is an honor to be here uh, with you again, amen. And uh, as uh, Pastor Hood said last time, it was, it was all over the place, amen, but the Lord did a good work, amen, in spite of it all, amen. I believe I actually told him, I said, brother, I don't know how in the world, amen, evangelists do it, praise God, amen, amen, dealing with all of that. Amen. But God knows what he's doing. Praise God. Amen. Um, don't want to give honor to your pastor and his wife. Amen. What a wonderful people of God. Amen. Why don't we give them a hand? Amen. Let's honor them. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Truly an honor to call them friends. Amen. And uh, I honor you, church. Um, I will say uh, in these times that we are living in, it takes faith. Amen. That you are here. Amen, because all, everyone wants to tell you you got to stay home and be sequestered in your house, do what you got to do. Amen, but you made up in your mind you're going to be in the house of the Lord. Amen, that you're going to honor and praise God despite what is going on around you, what may be going on with you. You are here praising and honoring God. Amen, I've heard it said, and I believe it is true indeed. Amen, that in these times that we are in now, the very fact that you are here, you are demonstrating your desire and your faith. Amen to receive what God has in store for your life. Amen. And I believe just by the very fact that you are here, amen, that God is going to do a great work in your life today. Amen. There's a social psychologist that has done studies on people, and they said if you want to get in the habit of working out in the gym, the best thing you can do is show up every time you need to be there. Whether you work out or not, just show up. Get through the door because it won't be very long until you start looking around and saying, you know, I, I better jump on the elliptical. Amen. I, I better pick up some of these weights. Amen. Amen. It's time for me to step into what I, I, I set my mind to do. Amen. And you know, the very fact that you're here, amen, I honor you for that. Amen. But I believe it is time, amen, we can step in, amen, to what God has in store for your life. Amen. 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 Uh, why don't we, uh, you may be seated. My wife is going to sing. And play, please, amen, worship along with her. I want to honor her and my family, love and appreciate them, amen, coming with me, amen, and uh, ministering with us to get to that together, amen. Let's praise and honor the Lord, amen, as she sings. Praise the Lord. It's an honor to be here today. Um, I believe that God has a plan in everything, in every situation, and everybody, God, if God's talked to you throughout your walk with God and he's promised you something he will complete it sometimes we may not even see it in our lifetime but God will complete it because he keeps his word and he does not lie amen God's come to do everything he's promised so the Lord is come to do everything he's promised you Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. 
Why don't we all stand up to our feet all across this building right now? God, he's not done with us yet. He's, he's, he's almost completed. He's working. He's moving right now. He is a promise keeper. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, amen. The book of Revelations, chapter number one. chapter number one, and don't, don't get worried today, amen, I'm not here to preach a message on what head of the beast means what, and, and uh, break down every toe and every wing, amen, I'm not here to do that today, amen, but I want to preach to you what God has laid on my heart today, Revelation chapter number one, starting in verse number eight, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which is present, which was, which is past tense, and which is to come, speaking of future, the Almighty. Jumping down to verse number 10, it says, I was in the Spirit, John speaking, on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Verse number 11 saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Paragamus, and unto Thyatira, and unto the, and Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. 
And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and he began. He being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle, or in other words, a robe and a golden breastplate. Jumping down to verse 17, again, John speaking, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. With the help of the Lord today, I want to preach to us the God of the in-between. The God of the in-between. Amen. Let's put our Bibles down one more time. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for your presence that is here, God, ever so clearly, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord, for every heart, God, and every life that is here today prepared, standing with expectancy, God, to respond to your precious word, Lord. I know, God, that you will not leave us wanting, God, but you have, God, set before us an open door, God, and we walk into it, God, with confidence, Lord, and an assurance, God, that you have a word, God, God, that your spirit is going to work, God, it is going to fulfill that which it is set out to do today, Lord. I pray right now, God, let your grace rest in this house, God. I pray, God, today, touch my feeble lips of clay. I pray, God, today, I desire to decrease, Lord, that your spirit may increase, and God, begin to work in the hearts and the minds of your people today. God, I believe, God, that, that eternities, God, will be turned around today, God. I believe, God, that this altar, God, is going to reap fruit, God, that we never seen coming, God. I believe, God, that there will be addictions left in this altar, Lord. God, I stand, God, and believe it today, God, that there will be healing in a supernatural moving of your spirit, God, that is beyond our capacity, Lord, that is beyond our human ability, Lord. We stand with expectation today, God. We stand with anticipation in our heart, God, to receive, to walk in your blessing, your purpose, God, and your plan for this place today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Why don't we praise him and honor him right now? Come on, let's worship him. He is worthy of all the praise. He is worthy of all the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Although the book of Revelations is a book that holds many unknowns and indeed strange images, it is a very practical book. It holds grave warnings. And precious promises. It relates to us the judgment that will come. Amen. And the precious promises to those that are faithful to Jesus Christ. The author of Revelations is John, the son of Zebedee, a disciple of Jesus. John was indeed one of the twelve. A faithful friend and follower of Jesus. John was called, amen, the disciple that Jesus loved. John cared for Jesus so much so that he was the only one recorded at the feet of Jesus when he was on the cross of Calvary. Amen. Jesus looked to John as he was there on the cross of Calvary. Amen. And entrusted Mary, his mother, to the care of John. Truly a man that Jesus loved and trusted. We see John moving amen, forward in the mission of Christ following Jesus' resurrection and Jesus' ascension. Amen. He was present on the day of Pentecost. It was John, amen, uh, 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 that, that carried forward the gospel of Christ. It was indeed persecuted for the cause of Christ. John was seen, amen, much transpire, amen, in the infancy of the first century church, the founding and the building up of the first century church. He, John had seen many highs in the church where there were thousands filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. John had witnessed those high moments indeed in that founding of that first century church, but John also endured much suffering and persecution. He endured many lows. Amen. One of the very first persecutions that John witnessed was by the hand of the emperor Nero, and during that time many Christians were crucified, and, and others were thrown, amen, to wild beasts, and even some were, were clothed with combustible garments that they lit on fire, amen, just for entertainment to watch and laugh at these people that believed in a Jesus. 
It was John, amen, that also witnessed the second wave of persecution that was not nearly as long, but it was even more severe by another emperor, amen. And this wave was short, but it took over 40,000, amen, Christ followers that were tortured and killed everywhere, amen, you find John, amen. And this is actually where we find John is in this season of persecution where John, amen, was taken and banished to an island that we know that is called Patmos. And this is where Rome, amen, exiled him, and he was there. And Patmos was an island where there were mines, and they would work, and they would labor. And it was there where John, when he was on the island, where he began to have visions, and God began to impart to him the book of Revelation. After John arrives there at the island of Patmos, these visions come, and God makes some things very clear. And I, I, I do believe that, that John very likely himself did not understand everything and every image that God, that Jesus was revealing to him there on that island. I, I don't believe that John understood it all, all the things that he saw and he wrote. Amen. But one thing that Jesus makes abundantly clear, that everything hinges on. Jesus states his case very clearly in verse number 8. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. What was Jesus saying? We get caught up all the time, amen, on the wings and the toes and the heads and all this imagery, amen, and there's a place for it without question, amen. But what Jesus is establishing from the gate in Revelation chapter number one. He was just letting him know, amen, he is the God that established all, amen. He is the God of creation. He was Jesus in manifestation, and he was the Holy Ghost in demonstration, and he is the God of completion. Jesus was making a categorical statement here in the very beginning book of Revelations. He was letting him know he is the God of the beginning and he is the God of the ending and he is the God of everything in between. He is the God of the good times and he is the God of the bad times. Hallelujah. If you look, amen, in the very beginning of the book of your Bible, amen, in Genesis chapter number one, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, amen, and the earth was without form and void, and we know, amen, that it was there was darkness upon the face of the deep, but yet then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, amen. Can I tell you that word or that, 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 uh, that, 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 that um, those words there, amen, of without form and void is really true translated waste and wild. It was a place, amen, without form or, or function. It was an environment of chaos. Yet until God's voice and God's word and God's spirit begin to rest on the chaos and the waste and the wild. And when God's voice begin to rest on the waste and the wild, we begin to see order, amen, come into a place of chaos. We begin to see purpose and things coming into place and coming, oh man. Amen. This is what Jesus is saying in Revelation chapter 1. He was the God of the beginning. He was the God that brings life and purpose. He was the God that brings possibility. He is the God that designs destiny. He is that God. Amen. Like in the very beginning pages of your Bible, he is the beginning. Amen, and I'm here today to proclaim to you I'm so thankful that I know the God of the beginning. Amen, but can I also profess to you today that he is not only the God of the beginning of creation, but he is also the God of the new beginning. Amen, the Bible tells us, amen, in Revelation chapter number 21, and he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen, you could take these words to the bank. I am the God, not only of God of the creation and of new beginning, but I'm the God, amen, that can bring new life and bring new hope and bring new purpose, amen. I'm here to profess to you today, amen, I don't care what this world has taken from you. I don't care what you have lived through, what traumas you have experienced. There is a God here today, the God of the new beginning, the God, amen, that is able to make something beautiful. He is a God that is able to bring life, amen, and hope and peace to chaos here today. 
2 Corinthians tells us, amen, uh, that therefore if any man be a Christ, uh, amen, he is a new creature. Uh, old things have passed away. Uh, behold, all things uh, become new. Uh, oh, I'm here today to profess to somebody uh, and encourage somebody here today. Uh, you don't have to leave here uh, the same way that you've come. Uh, amen. And you don't have to leave here, uh, amen, bound to the things that you came in here bound with. Uh, amen. You don't have to leave here, uh, amen, with an addiction that you walk through these doors with. Uh, amen. You don't have to leave here today, uh, amen, bound in depression uh, in oppression, uh, but you can leave it here at this altar. Uh, amen. That you can leave it here in the presence of God. Uh, why? It's because the God uh, of new beginnings is here today. Amen. If you believe that right now, can you clap your hands all over this house? Amen. You may be seated. Amen. But not only is the God of, 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 of creation, not only is the God uh, of new beginnings, but he is the God uh, of the end. Philippians chapter number one and verse five tells us for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, until he comes home and he wraps this thing up. Amen. He will fulfill that which he has started. Amen. He will finish it. Amen. He is the one with the last word. Amen. Your addiction doesn't have the last word. Amen. Your depression doesn't have the last word. Amen. Your cycle of sin doesn't have the last word. Amen. Your abuse a parent doesn't have the last word. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. That doesn't have the last word. It is he. Amen. The end of it all that has the last word in your life. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says, amen, I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen, he is the one that finishes it all. I'm reminded of David in Psalms 37, amen, as he begins to look over his life, amen, reminding that there was a time that he was young, amen, and there was a time now that he is old, and he could look back over his life in the end of it all and realize, amen, that God has not forgotten, that God is in control of it all. He he is the end of it all. Amen. I'm here to profess to somebody. Amen. Let God, amen, write the end of your story. Amen. I need some elders here to help me. Amen. You're looking back over your life and you know God has been faithful to you. Amen. That God, amen, has written your story. That God has a beautiful end of it all. That through all the ups and the downs of life, he has been faithful. heard it all said before amen but if you turn to the back of the book we know that he wins amen but not only is the God of in, in creation or new things and new beginnings and the God of the end amen but we cannot gloss over the fact that he is the God of the in-between when Jesus was going on, amen, uh, in this text, amen, he was not only saying he was the God uh, of the beginning and the end, uh, but he was professing he was Alpha and Omega. These are, these are letters in the Greek alphabet. And if you know anything about old ancient writings, uh, in, in Hebrew, when they would write uh, down the first letter and the last letter of the alphabet, uh, it was implied, it was known uh, that they were saying from the beginning all the way through to the end uh, and everything in between, uh, it was a summation of it all. Uh, Amen. What was Jesus saying? He is God in those in-between moments. He is God when you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He is God. Amen. When doubt is riddling your mind, he is God in those moments of doubt, in those moments of fear, in those moments. Amen. He is God. Amen. In the middle of when sickness hits. Amen. He is God. When life deals you bitter blows. Amen. He is God. When you fall and when you fail. He is God. In those in-between moments. Come on, when you can't get out and escape, amen, in your own ability, and your own capacity, he's here today to remind us he is God in those in-between moments. Hallelujah. find it interesting in the text that we read today when John looked back and he seen those candlesticks those candlesticks represented uh, those churches of Asia 
Amen. Those churches that had faced much oppression and much doubt and much fear and much confusion and much much persecution. The Bible says that he looked back and he beheld Jesus. Amen. And Jesus was not on the outskirts of those candlesticks, Pastor Hood. But the Bible says that he was in the midst of the candlesticks. He was in the middle of those churches. Amen. Even in the middle of the persecution. Even in the middle of the pandemic. Even in the middle of the mess. Even in the middle of fear. And even in the middle of Nero and even in the middle of every emperor that raised their hand against the people of God it was Jesus that was standing square footed in the middle of the candlesticks of the church can I tell you it is a beautiful thing that we serve a God amen that is not running and hiding in the hills when we are going through our mess Amen. It is a beautiful thing. Amen. That you know what? We serve a God that is willing, amen, to teach us and work with us even when we're bound up in fear and we're bound up in doubt and when we are bound up in confusion. It is a God that is willing to say, come unto me, amen, that are weary and that are heavy laden and I have rest. I have something for you. I'm not running and hiding, but I'm right here, honey. Just come on up. Come on up. I'm right here in the middle of your mess. Amen. There's some middle points in Scripture that I want to bring to our attentions before we close here today. I'm reminded of Daniel as he writes, amen, of his own life in exile, amen, in Babylonian captivity. He was selected to work for the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar. And we see him and his friends that, that endured much tough decisions. And, and they endured, amen, they, they displayed their integrity, amen, uh, from rejecting the, the king's food uh, and rejecting the culture, amen, of that time. Uh, amen, remaining godly and remaining prayerful, uh, amen, in moments of all kinds of debauchery and sin. Uh, they kept their integrity during these moments. Uh, and we see, amen, in the Bible it relates to us the story uh, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, where they refused, amen, to bow their knee uh, to the idol of the king. Uh, amen. They refused to bow their, themselves uh, and surrender themselves to the God uh, of the air. Uh, amen. And can I tell you it was not very long there. Uh, amen. That God, that, that, that King Nebuchadnezzar uh, amen, was upset with them and he, he threw them in a fiery furnace and we know the story. Uh, amen. But Daniel chapter number 3 uh, in verse 23 tells us, uh, amen, as Nebuchadnezzar sits there and he watches them in the middle of the fire. Uh, amen. It is him that looks uh, and he sees, I see four loose uh, walking in the midst uh, of the fire. Uh, amen. I see, and they have no hurt. Uh, amen. And they, they have no... Uh come on. The only thing I see is the loosing of their bands in the middle of their fire. Can I tell you, amen, you may see fire right now all around you but can I tell you, where you see fire, I see the favor of God. Where you see fire, amen, I see the blessing of the Lord. When I see an economy that's collapsing, amen, I see a vision board that is busted through the... Amen. When everybody's saying it's all done and we should wrap this thing up, I'm seeing a people of God that is rising up to the occasion and saying, no, you see fire, I see the favor of God. I follow you all on social media enough to know uh, that there's still people being baptized in the precious name of Jesus. I still see... When everybody says uh, you should be wrapped up in fear, uh, amen, I'm seeing people of God uh, that are standing up in faith, uh, standing up uh, not in the intellect of man, uh, not standing up in power, oh, come on, uh, but they're standing up uh, saying, no, I see the favor of God right in the middle of the fire, right in the middle of the mess. <laughs> you know, something jumped out to me as I was reading that text not too long ago. The only thing that the fire did to those three Hebrew boys, the only thing that it actually did to them is it loosed 
the, the, bind, the binds, amen, it loosed, amen, that Nebuchadnezzar bound them with, amen, he's seen them loose, walking in the fire, amen, can I tell you, the situations, the trial, the circumstances that we are facing now, individually and corporately as a church, amen, if we stay surrendered and committed to the purpose and the direction of God, if we keep on our knees, amen, at the feet of Jesus, if we stay surrendered, the only thing the fire is going to do, it's going to extend our capacity, amen, the only thing it's going to do, it's going to shut down the bar on Main Street, amen, the only thing it's going to do, it's going to open up a new building that was not there before, the only thing it's going to do is fill this altar with backsliders that realize the time and the season that we are living in, it's going to open up the schoolhouse, amen, of teachers that are full of fear, and you can open up the word of God, amen, and say no, amen, this is in the plan, in the purpose of God, amen, you see fire, I see the plan of God moving forward in this time and in this season. Things that happen in those middle places. He's the God of those middle places. I'm reminded of Joshua. Amen. Taking on the leadership of these people of Israel. Amen. As they were heading over into the promised land. Moses dying on the other side of the Jordan River right there. Where they could see the promise just on the other side. And we see, amen, we see Joshua taking on that leadership role. And when they're finally getting there, amen, to cross over that river, amen, God instructs them, amen, to allow the Ark of the Covenant to go before them, amen. And as they stand there in the center of the Jordan River, the Bible says that the, 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 that the waters would part. It would not be by the staff of Moses, but it would by, be by the leading of God's hand in the leading of God's spirit. And we see, amen, as they are standing there the children of Israel go forward amen but the Bible tells us that God told Joshua he said get one man from every tribe and get yourself a stone from the middle of the Jordan River and take it where you are going to sleep on the other side of your promise and lay it down there at the bank that it would be a memorial to your family for the generations to come when they would walk by there and they would see mom dad what is that and you would say oh that's when God showed up in the middle of my mess. That's when God finally, amen, brought us into the place of promise. This is the moment, sweetie. This is the last time I shot up, amen, in the crack house. This is the last time, amen, you know, honey, that bar room, amen, that's no longer there. That's the... You know, sweetie, that's the last place I took a drink. And then God delivered me. God set me free. God did a work. be a memorial to generations to come uh, what God did uh, in the middle of the Jordan River but you know there's something that we don't talk about God told Joshua to get those stones from the middle and create a memorial on the other side uh, amen but what God did not tell Joshua is what Joshua did for himself the Bible tells us that Joshua took some stones and he placed the stones where those men stood carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. And when they crossed over, amen, can I tell you, nobody's seen those rocks, amen, where Joshua laid them at the feet of those that carried the Ark. Amen. Nobody's seen them. Amen. But it was a personal reminder to Joshua. Amen. I'm going to place these stones right where they stood to remind myself of God's faithfulness in some personal moments. Can I tell you, your public worship will never replace personal devotion before God. Can I tell you, no matter how much you dance in these aisles, it will never replace those precious sweet moments. Amen. Where you're on your knees in prayer. Amen. Calling out to God in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your depression, in the middle of your illness. And you and only you can know. Amen. This is where God did it. This is where I laid down a stone as a memorial to me, amen, of God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. As a home missions pastor myself, 
If there's anything, amen, that COVID-19 did for us, amen, it let us know it took us outside of the confines of the normal. It took us outside of the four walls of a building. It took us outside, amen, of three songs and a 20-minute sermon. It took us outside, amen, of these, these, these very visible moments and required each and every one of us, amen, to sit down with our families and begin to lay down some stones in the middle of the Jordan that nobody sees, that the pastor's not going to know. Amen. That the assistant, amen. That the ministry won't know. Amen. But you're laying down stones for you to know I'm making. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't ever let, amen, our public praise, amen, remove the, the, the importance of our private devotion with God. Those moments that nobody sees, amen, that nobody's going to pat you on your back, but you're going to have those precious moments with God, amen, and you're just laying down stones. You know, and please forgive me, I don't want to make this about me by any means, but I got a testimony to share. Amen. It was my brother who just not very long ago joined. I'm in our congregation and and it was not not even I don't even think it was a few months after he joined our congregation. Amen. Where he called me and said, brother, I I finally got health insurance and I'm going to go get an ultrasound on something that I feel in my throat. Amen. And they did an ultrasound and they say, no, we need to do some MRIs and some CAT scans now. There's some things that just aren't normal, that are just not okay. And they did it. And I remember him calling me on a Tuesday night because it was our it was our uh, discipleship class. Amen. And I remember him calling me just shocked. And he said, bro, they told me that I have cancer. They said that that lump in my throat is cancer I was like all right bro we're gonna be all right God knows what he's doing and and within me I'm like God I don't know what you're doing (laughs) man never smoked a cigarette in his life and I don't know God what are you doing and I was like it's all right man come to the house let's pray let's talk God's gonna do something and it was it was weeks After all the scans, and I remember sitting there in the doctor's office there, and I had an ex-surgeon doctor that sat down with all the scans, and he said, you know, I was really hoping that it was the good, the cancer that had good margins and good statistics. He said, but no, this is a very aggressive cancer. He said, not only has the tumor grown around your neck, it has wrapped itself around your vocal cords. It wrapped itself around your throat, and the only thing that we can do is we can take out your voice box and you're going to have to breathe through a hole in your throat for the rest of your life. And I remember sitting next to my parents and my mom just beginning to cry and weep. Amen. And my brother there in just utter shock. And the words that you never want to hear from a doctor is say, enjoy the time that you have. We are in an in-between moment. Where I didn't see a way out. Amen. I could speak all the faith in the moment. But this is really where the rubber meets the road. And you don't have an answer that is satisfactory. And you don't like it. And all you could say is God knows what he's doing. And I remember leaving the doctor's office that day. It was down the street from my house. And I'm driving in that doctor from that doctor's office. And as I get closer to my home, I just begin to break down. Finally, just overwhelming my spirit and And God, I don't know what you're doing here. And God, I'm in this in-between place. He's in this in-between place. He's not married. He doesn't have kids. He's still young. This makes no sense. This is this in-between moment. And I remember getting home and my wife coming out to the car and my daughter coming out to the car. and They wrapped their arms around me as I just rolled up into a ball and began to weep. And it was not very long, just down the road, where the doctor said, here's the plan. Uh, we're going to have multiple head and neck surgeons. Uh, we're going to have to book the OR uh, for over 12 hours because this surgery uh, is going to take all day. Uh, and we don't know what's going to happen. We might get in there uh, and we might see that it's progressed further than we thought. Uh, and all we're going to do is close you up uh, and say, enjoy the time uh, that you have. Uh, there's nothing we can do for you. Uh, and I remember service after service, uh, him being a new saint to the church and also my brother, 
preaching, preaching, and speaking faith. Amen. But knowing that we are in an in-between place. I remember the Sunday before his procedure on Monday. Amen. We were there in our building. Our building has one window. Amen. And no other windows. Praise God. And then the power went out. Amen. Right in the bush. We started service. And so we had no power. We had no piano. We had nothing. All we could do was just begin to sing praises to God. And we begin to pray. And the glory of the Lord begin to rest in that place. Amen. And it was not very long. We had a visiting pastor from another city that we did not know was coming. Amen. Him and his wife came. Amen. And they said, God has given me a vision. God has given me something. Amen. Let's pray. And this, they did not know where that tumor was. Amen. They did not know the situation. But they came right to him. And they laid hands right on that tumor where it was. And they began to pray. And the glory of the Lord rested in that place. It came to us. Amen. They told us. They said, Amen. The Lord showed me in a vision in a dream last night. Amen. As the doctors reached in there and they got to the tumor, all they had to do was reach their finger in and scoop out the tumor. And it just fell right over. It was not connected to anything of vital importance. Amen. And they told us that saying, we're believing that God is able to do great things. Amen. But yet we still had to go to the emergency. We still had to go to the hospital the next day. And we still had to show up, still not knowing what was going on and what the end result was going to be. And as we checked him into the hospital, we prayed one more last time. Amen. And about 12 hours later, we get a call and they say, let me tell you something. This blew our mind. Amen. Come on down. He's doing all right. We didn't have to remove the voice box. Come on down. And so we made our way down. Amen. In that waiting room, nobody in that room. The doctor came out. He said, in all the years that I've been practicing medicine and all the thousands of surgeries that I've done, we got to the tumor, and all I, I reached down to fill out where it was, and it just fell out, and it was not connected to anything. I'm here today to tell you it's in those in-between places where you lay down stones, and you remind yourself that God is faithful, that he's the God of the in-between. He is the God that controls it all. He is the God that is in control of our situation. Man, I look to my brother in church services and I see uh, there's a memorial on the other side of the Jordan. But you know what? Pastor Hood that nobody could point to is in those moments waking up in the middle of the night uh, so anxious uh, so nauseous uh, personally where all I could do uh, was roll out of the side of my bed uh, weeping uh, and saying God uh, when I feel overwhelmed lead me to the rock uh, that is higher than I uh, and God I'm trusting you uh, amen what was I doing in those moments as uh, I was laying down stones that nobody seen uh, in the middle of the Jordan River uh, can I tell you uh, amen we need the memorial of victory on one side, but we need just as much the stones under the surface that nobody sees. It's those are the things that keep you. Those are the things that sustain you in the middle of a pandemic. These are the things that sustain you in the middle of the mess. Amen. Could we stand to our feet all across this place right now? Reminded of Job, a man blameless, upright, righteous, a good man, taught his kids right, lived ethically, lived right before God and man. God prospered him, but we see a testing that begins to take place in Job's life. We see God removing his hand from Job, and we see the enemy tearing everything around the life of Job. We see everything being taken away from him, his reputation, his children, his wealth, amen, his health eventually. And we read, amen, of Job's lament in Job 23. He says, behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, I do not perceive him. On the left hand, when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him. But he, he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. My foot shall be held, that has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and I have not turned aside. Job kept his integrity in those in-between moments. 
Between places of ridicule, places of doubt, Job kept his integrity. And we see God finally speaking up. Amen. And Job not seeing God anywhere, looking to the left and looking to the right and looking behind him and looking before him, not perceiving God in these moments. And we see finally God stepping up and speaking to Job and letting him know, amen, who he really is. And now at the end of Job's story, we hear him say these words. My ears had heard you, but now my eyes have seen you. Can I tell you, it's in these in-between moments. Amen, where you start seeing God in a way that you would have never seen him any other way. It's in these moments of trial. It's in these moments, amen, of pressure. It's in these moments, amen, when everybody says that you're not going to make it. It's in these moments, amen, when you're wrapped up in doubt and you are wrapped up in fear and you are wrapped up in confusion. When you find yourself in an altar, amen, surrendering, amen, saying, God, I don't see you. I can't see a way through this. But God, I know who you are. You are a God of the in-between. You are the God of the beginning. And you are the God of the ending. Amen. And can I tell you? you saint of God, visitor and friend, can I tell you, amen, it is in these moments where you can say, I've heard about this God, but now I finally perceive him. I finally see him in it all. I'm a believer in every situation, in every circumstance that you're in right now can be made or broken in a service like this. <clears throat> Are you overwhelmed? Nobody could take that away from you. You're overwhelmed. I understand. There's some doubt and there's some fear and there's some things you just don't get. I understand. But God sent this preacher to tell you He's the God of the in-between here today. He's just looking for somebody that's willing to say, God, I don't have the answers. But God, I understand that you are right here in the middle of my mess. And God, I know, God, at the end of it all, at the end of all the hurt, at the end of all the pain, at the end of it all, God, I'm finally, I've heard about you. I've heard how faithful you are by all the wonderful preaching that we hear. I've heard about all the great things that you've done. But God, now finally for myself, I'm going to see who you really are. I'm going to perceive you as you are. Come on, that's it right now. That's the heart. That's the heart right now that's going to walk away and say finally now I see you I perceive you now and it's not going to be through human perception but it's going to be through the eyes of the spirit right now amen all across this building I make an invitation to you whatever your tradition is right now in this church during this time in this season I implore you right now amen wherever you're at just lift up your hands unto the Lord amen run to this altar if that's what you do amen and say God oh God I know you're the God of the beginning and I know you're the God of the end but I know God you are right here with me in the middle of my mess you're right here in these in between places you're the God come on he's here He's here right now. His presence is here right now. The God of deliverance and freedom is here right now. The God of victory and life and hope is here right now. All you got to do is look to him. Open up your heart and say, God, I recognize it. God, I'm done fighting this battle on my own. But God, I'm surrendering to the process. I'm surrendering to your plan. I'm surrendering, God, to your direction finally. God, I'm done fighting this on my own. Own, but God, I lay myself down at your feet. I lay myself down at your feet, just like Don John did. I lay myself down.
Jesus.